Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup. It's a simple way to back up all of your movies, photos, music, videos, and all other data for just $5 a month. It's simple, and you can access all of your data online from wherever you are. Try it absolutely free by going to backblaze.com cpc. I'm Jen. Oh, and I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Boundaries. You know, I feel like it should always be boundaries. In a way, it is always boundaries. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Oh my god, I got such a runny nose. What are you doing over there? I just... um... I don't know what this piece of material is in my pocket, but I blew my nose into it's it. It's a napkin, I think. And now I'm going to put it back in my pocket because mm-hmm. there's really not much else to do about that. <laughs> so that's how I'm doing today. Jen, how are you? I had a funny dream about you. What? And I need to know. I know. It's really boring when people are like, here, here's all about this long involved dream I had. But this is short and funny and weird. So I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Everyone. I can't wait. Okay, so backing up. This part is real. This part really happened. In my neighborhood recently, a small restaurant opened called, this is real, Manic Meatball. Okay. Can we just say, yeah, the face you just, just made, Manic. Just another Manic Meatball. Is it like the word, the word Manic makes me think of like mental health issues? Yeah. Yeah. So you're like manically depressed over these meatballs. That's well, always how I picture it. I always hated this name. I really do think they're trying to do like a Manic Monday thing. Yeah. I it's failing. Yeah, it's failing. Oh, did it fail? Okay, so the next the next thing that happened <laughs> with this restaurant is it was open for like two days. You know, I've never been in there, but I walked by it with Mavi and she like sticks her nose in because she's like, oh, meatballs. Well, I, I presume that's what she's doing. Oh, meatballs. Rough, uh, rough. <laughs> so it was open for a couple days and it closed mysteriously. And there was a sign posted by the city of Chicago that said food permits were not issued. <gasps> Do not eat here. What? I know. And then I was like, oh, that's that's so juicy. Oh, those meatballs. They cannot sell meatballs. Juicy and then meatball. and then a couple weeks later, another sign went up posted on top of that sign with like certain phrases highlighted also by the city of Chicago. And it said anyone here selling meatballs, meatball subs, sandwiches, pop, <laughs> chips, like listed all these chips will be arrested on site. What? Wait, so, wait. So is this, is this in your dream? No, this reality? is real. This part is real. That's a spicy meatball. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So all of that happened for real. And I'm like, wow, what is going on here? And then I had a dream. This is the dream part. Imagine like things getting <laughs> that soft light. Okay. In my yeah. dream, you're like, Jen, I, I want to try eating meat again. Will you help me out? And I went, <laughs> sure. And I, I took you to Manic Meatball. I love that I would like need help with that. I know. Like you kind of got it under control, right? Like, you show have, me you where ha- the meat is. Yeah. You wanted some, like, you wanted your hand held a little bit, which I was happy to do. Except I failed because I took you to Manic Meatball. And it was closed. And not only was it closed, but if somebody had actually serviced a meatball, we would all be arrested. We'd have to put ourselves under citizen's arrest. We would throw ourselves into jail. <laughs> weird, right? Yeah, that's pretty weird. That's pretty weird, Jen. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't think of the last dream that I had. I was just thinking about the fact that like, so you know how people fly in dreams and they're like mm-hmm. oh my dream is about flying whatever i've never had a positive flying dream in my life what does that mean if i'm flying in a dream it's one of two things so either one it's a good dream and my flying is i can basically hover like a couple feet off the ground for a few, for a little while when you're hovering are you hovering like vertical or horizontal oh i'm hovering vertically yeah, it's like I jumped in the yeah, air and like hung out there. for a few seconds. Got it, got it, got it. And it's like a cool party trick. And people are like, oh, wow, how are you doing this? You know, <laughs> so that's the good one. I, it's never like I'm soaring or whatever. And then the bad one is I'm just floating a- away. 
Like I'm oh God. like and I can't get back. You oh. know? That's my other flying dream. And it makes me very angry that other people can have cool, fun, positive flying dreams. Like, oh I'm a bird and ah, this is fun. Like flap flapping their arms. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're like, oh, this sucks. And I want to not be in the air. Have you ever had a flying dream? I have, but it's not very common for me. Is it fun? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I usually my dreams are so vivid. Usually some of my dreams should be like screenplays or something like I dream in technical or like long storylines, plot lines. I'll say a joke in a dream and then I'll think I'll wake up and be like, oh, my God, that was great. I got to write that down. The next day it'll be like, no, that was garbage. Okay, no, I'm glad it was garbage. Um, Yeah, because that would be unfair. Like that would be rude. Yeah, that would be not cool. But I cannot recall having a good flying dream. I've had a lot of good dreams where like I am Harry Potter. Or I am Ray from Star Wars. Like a lot of dreams that I imagine like fifth graders also have. That's super good. I know. It's great. Thanks, imagination. I don't have those. I do have occasionally dreams where um, it's all come down to me and my broadsword. Oh, you know? yeah. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like um, like a named character. I'm not like, you know, Ray. I'm just like, yes, I must protect the queen. You know, like I just. Epic. Yeah. And I usually die epically at the end of those dreams. My best dream. This is a thing I'm about to say. My best dreams were where I die in the end. Trick. It's true for justice, you know? Like, my only fear is human cowardice. And so, butterflies. And butterflies. So if I... F- <laughs> you know, it's funny because in the XOXO thing, I said my I feared snakes, but it was really, I was just so nervous. Yeah. I don't, I'm not afraid of snakes at all. But you don't like moths? I don't like or moths. Or butterflies? Or butterflies. I would prefer the snakes. If you could be in a tank with moths or snakes, you'd pick snakes. I'd pick snakes, 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it also depends on the kind of snake. Because, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, I'm not afraid of poisonous snakes. Got it. But if it's like a gardener snake. Right. I'd be fine with it. That's amazing. You and Indiana Jones would make a great team. Oh, we would. We'd be afraid of nothing together. And you'd punch Nazis. And we'd punch Nazis and steal relics from communities. Yeah, that sounds like you. (laughs) Going to foreign parts of the world you've never been to and stealing their things. Yeah, that's how I I do. So speaking of putting boundaries on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the episode now. I'm excited about this. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. We took a week off for XOXO. Then we were at XOXO, which was a wonderful time. It was a great, a great, uh, XOXO is this small independent conference that is in Portland, Oregon. And Jen and I were able to do a performance there and it was so fun. And thank you to the Andes. Thanks, Andes. I don't know if you listen to this, but if you are, Andy, thank you. Thank you. All right. Question one, maybe? Yes. How do you quietly back out of a friendship with someone who is asking more time and energy of you than you actually have? Pronouns they, them. Nice short question to start us off. Yeah. So this is Huge. This is a huge question. It is. It's a short question, but it's a big, broad one. Right. Because I I think this all starts with the truth that no one can be friends with everybody that they want to be friends with. Absolutely. The other truth of that is you can't give the same thing to all of your friends. No, you can't. You will like way more people than you have the capability to be friends with. That's true. You can only give what you have. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you can just kind of start with saying what you mean. Uh, It's funny. I had this conversation the other day with my partner just talking about how grateful I was for my friends. In my friendships, my love language is always going to be like text messages and things like that, because like I require a lot of time alone just as a human. And so like my friends are all amazing because they can handle living on what I can give them. They have other friendships and like I'm not their like number one contact or, or whatever. You aren't the weekend hangout person. Yeah. 
Yes. I will never be that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like to hang out with my plants on the weekends. As much as I love my friends, um, it, like if they want to go out with more than like two people, I'm kind of like, no, thanks. <laughs> you know, and, and that's that's everybody. Everybody has a well that they pull from. So the question is, how do you quietly back out of this friendship? I guess you just do. Yeah. Quietly back out of this friendship. That's such an interesting way to phrase it because my guess here is that you don't need to pull the plug on this thing and go totally dark and absent from this person. But you probably do need to ask yourself, like, what are my boundaries here? What are my needs? And then you have to say them and operate on them. What is it you need right now? Do you need a break from this friend? Do you need to not talk to them for a long time? Do you need more quiet evenings to yourself? Maybe this friend hangs out with you and they don't ask any questions about you, but they unload on you a lot. That's right. exhausting. Yeah, because it could just, you're right. I, I kind of forgot about that fact that this person can be backing out of this friendship because this person is asking too much or because they don't have to, enough to give. It could be either. Yeah, or I'm both. So, yeah, I'm so curious what demands are being made of this asker. Or if any, it could just be, I don't have time. I don't have the spoons. Exactly. I want to talk about scripts, but I'm having a hard time deciding what they should be because we don't know if this friend and the situation is sweet but kind of clueless mm -hmm. or if they're like bearing down on you. Right. They might be taking too much from you. Yeah. Or they might just like have no idea that they talk too much. <laughs> So let's start it off. Let, let's do all two or three of these. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's basically, I feel like we've got three different options. So one, it's just a normal situation in which these are two people who genuinely do like each other, but one person does not have enough time to give to the other one to have as intimate of a relationship as the, uh, the other friend wants. So that's one. And then two could be that one person is being very unreasonable. The asker's friend is being unreasonable and wants them to be at their karaoke night every week, wants them to join their trivia team, wants them to answer all their text messages on a regular, uh, a very regular schedule. And that's not something that this person can give. And then the third version of this could be just a combination of those two things, that one person is asking a, maybe just a little too much and the other person just has a little bit less to give. So do we want to like... Do we want to just talk it out? Yeah. Why don't we come up with like some basic tenets? Yes. Like things that you can phrase however you want, but they all point to the same thesis. And I think one of them is, I don't have the bandwidth for this. Yeah. I just don't have the energy tonight. Yeah. I need a night off. Yeah. And the this can be whatever. Yes. Or even just, you know, I, I hate to tell people to ghost. <laughs> I know. But you can, it is, it's true. We don't like telling people to ghost, but it is okay to take a break from your friends. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And not answering a text message and not answering an email, that's an answer in itself. Mm. Regardless of whether or not it's an intended answer, if you don't respond, that's an indication that you don't have the bandwidth or you don't have the will to answer. I wish people, marketing people that emailed me understood that. Would, wouldn't it be nice? What oh a my beautiful God. world. I got, okay, so I've got emails from this one specific marketing company and they change up how they do the subject line and they're because they're trying to be funny and get attention. One of them is Bueller, Bueller. That's like, I I'm, like me not replying is a reply. Right, right, right. Is that I don't want this right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we always say we wish we could talk to both people in this situation because it's like I want to sit them both down and talk to them and be like, hey, maybe not right now. Yeah, maybe not right now. Maybe like come springtime, you guys are going to have time for each other, but you don't, you don't. Do you like this friend? Like, do you mm -hmm. love them? Right. You might think, oh my God, of course, they're great. Or you might be thinking, eh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have no idea based on what you wrote, which is fine. It's nice to get a short question, honestly. And honestly, this could be true whether you love them or you don't. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of friends I love that I can't give more than I already have. Yeah. It's just life. The people, you'll have friends that you see once a year that you wish you could hang out with all the time, but you can't. 
I know that we were saying ourselves, oh, let's work through all these these three situations. I really feel like maybe the start is deciding what you want out of this. So is it that you say, okay, you want to quietly back out of a friendship? Do you want them to never speak to you again? Or do you want them to be more understanding of the fact that you can't do this right now and to give you some space? Or do you want a combination of the two that you just want them to be a little more lower key in your life and have lower expectations for what you can give? Yeah. Do you want them to stop asking you to hang out every single week? And, you know, some people might hear that and be like, that's so rude. Why wouldn't you want your friend to hear from you? But turning people down sucks. It sucks to do that. It makes you it makes me feel very bad. My friends are very understanding, but I would still feel like I'm letting people down. So maybe one thing you say is, hey, I'm so busy right now or I'm underwater or I'm tired. So I'm not looking to be social for the next two months. I'm taking a couple months off. That is totally acceptable. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's another one of those like, you know, know your own personality, know what feels comfortable in your voice. And if that's something that you feel that you can say, like, I think that you you absolutely should. And there's also a, hey, do you want to hang out? And the answer could just be no, no. No is a complete sentence. Thank you, Oprah. Um, or if it's the I don't have time right now, I wish I would had time and I would like to have time in the future. You could say thank you for the invite. Keep me on your invite list. I'm hoping that I'm going to have more time uh, come spring or summer. I know that that sounds like a little bit cheap, but it's not. If you want to keep the door open to that friendship and it's just right now, time is the problem, then that's a good way to do it. But if it's not true, don't say that. Exactly. I yeah. love that trend. Yeah. Say say what you mean here. Mm-hmm. Like if it's, um, hey, do you want to hang out? And the answer is, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Nah. No. I hesitate to call that a soft no because it's not. It's you not. Yeah. Say the word no. But it's a gentle way of saying nah and not giving any any explanation. And if you give that simple answer a couple of times, they should should hopefully <laughs> hopefully understand that that is the answer what el- what else could we could we give them it's ultimately up to this asker to decide what they want cuz like you said they might want to hang out 2 weeks from now they might want to never hang out again and we don't really know that information but it is time to state your boundaries and my general advice this is general advice for when you are making a change aloud, when you are stating needs that your friends may not know, is to do it when you are not experiencing anger, when you are not feeling angry. And obviously that doesn't apply if you are being harmed or wronged, in which case say whatever the fuck you want. Right. But if you love this friend and you want to maintain the friendship just with a little more distance, I would say practice saying your boundaries with clearly, directly, but kindly. Yeah. Yeah. Which and there's nothing unkind about stating your boundaries as it is. It's just hard for people to do it, especially women. We're taught to be accommodating. So whatever you say, make sure you can walk away from this interaction feeling good about what you said and how you stated it. Yeah. Is it? My last thought here is there will be no great time to do this. Right. You will not be like, this is perfect. I can approach my friend, state my needs and will quietly exit. Like it will never feel right. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Yeah. So in conclusion, first determine what your boundaries are. Is it that you want this person to stop communicating with you, period? Or is it that you need a little bit of time and you want to temper their expectations for how much you can give them? So you will act differently depending on what those two things are. Two, just be perfectly honest. And if what honesty means is just no thank you over and over again, that's okay. You can say that. It's not mean to say no. And then third, don't judge yourself for not having enough time or not wanting another friend. You only have so many spoons. You only have so much energy and time in life on this planet. And you do get to choose how you spend that. Love that. Trin, you and I should take that advice sometime. God, never, never (laughs) do such a thing. All right. Second question. (laughs) 
this question. I have a hobby that none of my friends in real life share. So I listen to podcasts and I chat on Twitter with other interested folks. I found out a podcaster whose work I admire lives in my city and he offered to meet up for drinks and hobby talk. We did and I thought it went fantastic. I also got positive friend signals from him. He suggested we grab lunch sometime since we live so close and also suggested road tripping to a hobby event this fall. That's a big step. I initiated lunch plans a few weeks ago after the first friend date, but he had to bail the morning of. I thought the ball was in his court to reschedule, so I left it there. A few more weeks go by and I forwarded a local event email to him with a quick hello, no response. I was stoked about this potential friendship, but now I feel like it's withering away. I tried to err on the side of not being too insistent because of the creator-consumer dynamic. I realize I feel like I know him better than I actually do because I follow his work. I'd like to support his work on Patreon, but I'm strapped financially, so there's that. Also, we're both married, so maybe one-on-one hangouts are a little too intimate? Ugh, I hope not, but my husbands and friends are just not interested enough in this hobby to loop in. How should I proceed here? I want to at least go back to interacting with his work through formal online channels, but sometimes even that seems creepy given the radio silence from him. Any advice? Thanks. Pronouns she, her. It's time to move on a little bit. Yeah, it is. You did a great job, though. Yeah, you did so much homework internally here. Yeah, yeah. Making sure you're not overstepping boundaries. You're being conscious of everyone's time. Mm Mm-hmm. The forwarded a local event email to him with a quick hello. That was the perfect, like, last reach out, I feel like. That's great. Yes, yes, yes. It was super good. Also, it is cool that you hung out with this person that you admire. Yeah. That is just cool. Like, it's cool to be like, I'm getting coffee with this person whose work I admire. Good for you for, like, making the steps and, like, reaching out and finding someone that that you have things in common with. So, like, first off, no matter how this shakes out, you're not losing. This guy, it seems like he can't be friends with you right now for one reason or the other, and it, it doesn't really matter. And I know that it's a bummer to have something go so well and then go nowhere. But there are so many, and we know that we say this all the time, and, you know, it's, it's hard to remember, but there are so many very valid reasons to not want to be friends with someone that has nothing to do with whether or not you like them or get along with them. It could have nothing to do with you. In fact, it probably does. It probably They're probably does. busy, tired just kicked me. I'm sorry. It's okay. Violence. <laughs> I'm just so aggressively excited about this question. <laughs> and I, you also brought up the fact that you're both married and you're afraid this was a little too intimate. You know what's way more intimate than that? Taking a road trip out of state for an event together, which he suggested that you do. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like things went fine and you were friendly and now they're just cooling off a little bit. Yeah. Because you can't, if you maintain that level of friendship, it's like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at like Trin and Jen levels there. <laughs> like, I feel like, oh, God, I wouldn't take a road trip with, I mean, like some of my very close friends, I wouldn't want to take a road trip with. This person is different from us and that they are extroverted. Yes. Yeah, I, I would say so. So here, let's just list a few reasons why this might not have worked out that have nothing to do with the asker having done anything wrong. Because let me tell you something from your question. It looks like you did this completely correctly. Yeah. OK, so reason one off the top of my head, he has a family member to take care of. Yes. Absolutely. Like, or maybe like you did mention that you're both married. Maybe uh, his partner was like, uh, I actually don't want you to drive out of state with somebody that you just met one day. That's, that's a little weird for me, which would be such a reasonable thing to ask of your partner. Yeah, of course. Another reason. They are taking a break from social media. Yeah. And email. Yeah. 
They are dealing with a head cold that just hasn't gone away for mm-hmm. a really long time, mm-hmm. and it's very annoying. Maybe they are the first asker. They don't have energy and time. Yeah, and it's nothing to do with you. It's just a matter of how many spoons they got, how much uh, energy and time they have. Maybe they have a dog that wakes them up in the middle of the night every night, and they're very tired all the time. I'm subtweeting my cat right now. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, I followed the Orange Disaster on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Where Where have I been? Okay. Last night, I was laying in bed with my phone over my face. And I dropped it on my face. You just knew. You already knew that. And you have to say it. And I just looked through all the tweets. Oh, my God. He's so cute and ridiculous. He's the worst. This is... So, I'm going to promote my cat's Twitter. Maybe give some context to all the craziness I just said. That's a really good point. So, I have two cats. I have one. The good one. Mm -hmm. The little one. She's tiny. She's like seven pounds. Three oh my, legs. Oh my god, seven pounds. Is, she's so little. That's like this, the, like how much Mavi's head weighs. I call her roast beast. She's my little roasty, my little roast toast, my toasty bee. Oh my goodness, I love her. Oh and god. then I have the orange disaster, which is my cat Bugs Boogers, which is a nickname that uh, the the friend of mine Jana, who found him, gave him. Although his legal name is technically Dargo. Oh yeah, his legal name. I call him on Bugs. all the paperwork. Right, it it is on the vet paperwork. They call him Diargo though because they don't know. Yeah, they call Mavi Mavi. <sighs> it's fine. Veterinarians. So the orange disaster is a nightmare. It's like living with a small furry orange velociraptor because he's not only very agile, he's also very smart, but also he's an idiot. So he'll jump. He he can find his way into things, on top of things, under things, inside of things. And he's constantly just like getting into stuff. And it's a lot of fun because, you know, I mean, think about living with a a weird, like chaotic, neutral demon that just lives in your house. (laughs) And every now and again, you walk in and something's moved or broken or a mess. And it's terrible, but it's also kind of fun. Yeah, it's always entertaining. It's always like, what's he going to break today? Right. It's like I'm living with like a little sitcom, you know, like he's my little sitcom cat. It's fun. But it's also like he'll do shit that people don't believe me that it's real. Yeah. Yeah, Such as he taught himself how to open the freezer door with his back legs. Oh, my God. What does he want in the freezer? He doesn't. He just wants the door open. So he'll just leave the freezer door open. That makes sense. He wants the door open. (sighs) Trin, try and see things from his point of view, okay? And every morning he he walks on my face to wake me up. He gets on my pillow and he does the mush mush cat purr thing, but directly onto my face. Anyway, he wakes me up every night. I love him so much. He's so snuggly. He's such a good cat. And you can follow his horrible misadventures and misbehaving at Boogers the Cat on Twitter. I love him. I think I love him, too. (laughs) (laughs) TBD. (laughs) Anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? We were coming up with reasons why, benign reasons why this person isn't pursuing the friendship. Yeah. Well, it's not even just like benign reasons, but reasons that have nothing to do with you whatsoever. I just have this feeling that like a few months from now, he's going to like send you an email. She's like, oh, hey, like, how's it been? That's kind of what I think, too. Yeah. This is making me wonder how many people I've let down. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot. Same. Yeah. Undoubtedly so many. I it makes my heart hurt to think there's someone out there that's like, oh, I wish Jen hadn't ditched me. Yeah. Probably not, because I'm not. Probably not. Probably but, not. But even one person makes my heart hurt. If you're, you're out there and I didn't answer your email, I don't answer anyone's emails. Mm, I don't either. You're good. You're very good at this though. Like I feel like you've you've always made a good faith effort to be in touch with oh, people. Oh, that is so sweet and untruthful. <laughs> I, there was someone I was supposed to meet up with at XOXO, and it didn't happen. And I was just like, oh, shit. That wasn't that wasn't cool of me. I really like the person, too. They're an internet pal. And I was like, oh, I just didn't. And I had plenty of time. 
I have an old friend, uh, B, uh, from back in the day, and she and I have been emailing back and forth, and it's always like, she'll email me, and then it'll be like two months later, and I'll email her back, and then she'll email me, and then it'll be five months later, yep. and then I'll email her back. Yep. And thank God for friends like that, who are just kind of like, you know what, whatever. It's cactus email. friends? Cactus friends. Love it. Yeah. Thank you, God, for cactus friends. And that's that's hard because you never know who's the cactus friend. You never know who's okay with 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 whatever. So what I like to do, and you know, this was if your podcast dude was able to listen to this podcast, the advice that I would give him was to be more upfront and say, you know what, I'm really bad at this. I am delighted to hear from you. It may be a little while, like you know, between emails when we we go back and forth. But I'm so happy to have a hobby friend and like email me your plant questions. You know Love that. Like and 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 be truthful, but it's so hard to be truthful because sometimes that can make you sound like a diva. Like I don't have enough time to answer all of the That's emails. That's what it is. That's what I've been trying to get to. Yeah, yeah. I what I was just saying a minute ago about the XOXO thing. I was like, I hope I don't sound like a diva. It's not that I was too busy or had too much or was like too cool. It's just I'm just a human being and I just didn't make it happen. Yeah, and that's I, that's just how it is. So their question was, how should I proceed here? Proceed as you were. As you were. Yeah, less, just don't reach back, right? Yeah, you're done. T- you're, yeah, yeah, cool off. You're cool done off. here. I would say, like, maybe if a couple months from now you see another local event that might be of interest to him, I would say you could you could forward that, just, like, with the knowledge that he's a busy dude and, like, you know, whatever. Like, hey, I th- saw this event, thought of you. That's all you say, and you move on. Yep. But you don't want to to continually reach out. You also said that you are worried about interacting with him on public channels such as like his podcast and things like that. Just you can go back to that. Pub- that is OK. They're public. Yes. Public for a reason. I would say don't be the person that replies to every single tweet. Yep. Um, and that is not just for you. That goes for almost anyone. I can't think of anyone who I would want to tweet at me all the time except Trin. <laughs> um, and that's I because do. Trin's very good at Twitter. Um, but if you feel weird about liking his like Instagram pictures now or whatever, then just don't do it. You can dial this back a little bit. But again, it's all public. Yeah. You're not like you're not showing up. You're not sending a letter to his house. You're not emailing repeatedly. You're, yeah. you're participating in the channels that he is also giving consent to participating in. Absolutely. Like you can listen to his podcast and not feel creepy about it. You can read his tweets and not feel creepy about it. I understand being in your position, though. So, you know, when you email somebody like for work or whatever, and then um, they tweet and you want to respond to them, but they haven't responded to your email yet. And you don't want them to like accidentally think that you're trying to like bother them to answer your email. Oh, man. Yeah. That's me all the time, every day. So I've just decided to to not even worry about that and just like everybody's tweets. Yeah, forever, yeah. Just you, know? you just decided to live your dang life. I've decided to live my dang life. And you can decide, you know, one way or the other. Like if you are uncomfortable faving his tweets until he has emailed you back, that is okay. Listen to that feeling and do that. If you want to fave all of them, that is a bad instinct. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah. That's it. I, I I think that it's always and you seem to be very cognizant of the fact that we're going to be like, you know, default to the lower level of commitment. Yep. Of visibility. Um, and I get that being real life friends with someone who shares your like your, your niche hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, that feels really special. Yeah. Like um, it is it can be a very rare treasure to find someone who really who really is like all in on the one weird thing that you're also all in. Mm-hmm. But basically like try not to put so much weight on this one friendship. I know it feels so heavy and special and cool because this person is like really into thing you're into. But they're still just a human being with a lot going on. Yeah. So are you. 
Yeah. And as much as I understand how wonderful it is to find somebody who shares your hobby, that's only one kind of connection that you can have with a person. As you know, already you have a partner that you love. You have other friends, I am sure, that you also love, even though they don't. I'm just going to go with houseplants. I'm going to pretend that they that the that's hobby, hobby. houseplants. Yeah. yeah. Simply because I don't, I don't have knowledge of any other hobby. Yeah, That's not true. <laughs> it's the only thing I know about. <laughs> I think that it is important, maybe, maybe try this out. I'm not going to tell you, make your married partner get into your hobby. It's never going to work out. That's not how things go. However, your partner, as the one you married, what they signed up for is listening to you talk about the shit that you're passionate about. Yep. That's 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 in the, the, the contract. It's kind of part of the deal. Yeah. Like, you are going to listen to me. Most of the time. Right. You can't listen to someone all of the time, but most of the time you have to listen. <laughs> so every now and again, I will go up to my partner and I'll say, hey, I need about 10 minutes. Something really cool just happened with one of my Hoya and I need somebody to pretend that it's cool just for a little while. And over time, knowing how much I care about this stuff and, and the information that he's gathered over time with being like, hey, let me give you an update on this thing and then maybe you tell me how things are going in the Donkey Kong game, game that you're playing or whatever <laughs> you know because yeah. I don't give a shit about Donkey Kong you know but I care about him and I care about like what he likes your partner should reciprocate that if you are not getting anything from your partner at all that's a problem in, in your relationship probably that's a good read on this trend if you're excited and passionate about something they should check in on that yeah yeah even if it is completely off their radar they should care they don't have to care about the husbandry of succulents in, in indoor climates. They don't have to care about that. They care that you are happy and something happened that made you even happier. And, and it also the fact that you mentioned like, oh, we're both married and maybe one-on-one -on -one hangouts are a little too intimate makes me feel like there's something there. Like there's some, something some, isn't quite aligning. Right. There's some nugget that's a, there's some problem, I think. Yeah. I, I'm not saying, God, I don't, don't even for one second feel like I'm implying that your marriage is in trouble. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I, I think that you should be able to get validation from other people who are not necessarily in deep with your hobby and one of those people the prime person is your partner that was perfect i don't even want to add to that that was perfect you don't need this person for all the validation so in conclusion one you've done like all the right things so far like you did a very good job you let the the famous person ask you to go get lunch or a drink or whatever you already have in your mind like oh is this too intimate because we are both married whatever you have clearly thought this all out very very well so just rest assured that you've done nothing wrong uh, so two is because you've done nothing wrong, it is most likely that this friendship withered away a little bit because of something outside of your control. So try not to blame yourself too much about this. And three, continue doing what you're doing. Leave it in his court. Maybe in a couple months, if you see another event, the forwarding the event email is a perfect, good, low level reach out. Go ahead and do that. Feel free to interact with him in a public manner that's already public. You're doing okay. Oh, I guess the, the four thing is he's just cool and famous, you know? You will meet a lot of cool, interesting, famous people that you will want to be friends with. And people will look at you and think you are cool and interesting and famous and you have many positive qualities, but will be completely unable to reciprocate just because that's what happens. So just, uh, you know, blame life. Yeah. I know this person, not the asker, but the person they admire, has this like special glow about them right now. They mm -hmm. have like the Instagram filter. The glow filter, the um, the special person filter on them. Yeah. But I would encourage the asker to not 
place so much value on this friendship. Yeah. Because that's the devil talking. It is the devil. Satan himself. Satan is coming to get you. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> that's what I get for starting a sentence and not knowing where it's going. Oh God, you made me choke on my own spit. Again? That's the second time today. You're very funny. I like you a lot. <laughs> oh, I like you too. Should we do the third question? Yeah. Can we do it quickly? I'm tired. I'm same. And this question is really exhausting. It is. All right. Well, I'm up. Yes, I'm up. Okay, ready? <laughs> just once you up? <laughs> you up. <laughs> Get it? Just I got it. Yep. It's a sex, uh-huh. just sexy joke. As a woman, how do you handle having a best friend who's a guy? Like worrying that you're getting emotionally closer to someone other than your husband. Ugh. Let's do a theatrical gasp. Ugh. I can't even You're manage. talking to someone who's not your husband? How dare you do such a thing? <laughs> But, okay, but you wouldn't ask this if it wasn't kind of an issue. Oh, yeah. Right? And I mean, as much as we may groan about this question, it's not like a dumb, bad question. People think about this all the this time. This is so common. Yeah. That's why we're groaning. It's because this is almost, it's like a tale as old as time. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like how Mike Pence doesn't let his wife go to dinner with anyone other than him. No, no, it's he doesn't go to dinner with any women. Oh, yeah. Because he can't handle himself because of penis. You know what I call Mike Pence? What? Mike Piss. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Thank you. I'm poop, a comedy writer. Poop piss is his name. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good joke. Okay, we so made lots of f- funniest. I, I hope you're not married to Mike Pence. Ah, uh, God. So, okay, let's cover that first. So, if you're married to Mike Pence? <laughs> no, no, I mean, if you're married to a Mike Pence? Yes. So, like, it, it could be that your partner, and that we would say in this case, your husband, we're assuming that you are a woman and a, who has a husband based on your question, it could be that your husband is making you feel bad about hanging out with people other than him or other men other than him. That is incorrect. That is not okay. You should be able to hang out with whoever you want. As we have said on the can dudes and ladies be friends for real question, yes, they can because if they couldn't, then bisexuals could not be friends with literally anybody because, because we're... Who could you talk to? Right, who could you talk to like um pansexuals are attracted to every gender fairly equally it's like who could they be friends with no one ace people are the only friends oh they're the only friends that we have and which is fine because like you know they're cool and stuff but no that's not how things are like you should be able to talk to people of any gender that you want so if your partner is limiting you in any way putting unfair boundaries on your friendships that is abusive and that is something that is a separate question that that you would want to deal with a professional for moving forward in this question Jen and I are going to deal with it as though it is a garden variety oh no what if a crush what if I'm flirting with my male friend we get so many questions like this. We do. We hear from a lot of people that get crushes on their friends, wonder if their their friend has a crush on them, and we're here to throw cold water all over you. And- <laughs> we're here to kill that boner. Yeah, we're here that's to what we do. Stomp on that erection. Um, what we are here to say is crushes are not a big fucking deal. Okay, so part one is the the big like, oh, no, about like having a friend who is a gender that you are attracted to is like, what if someone gets a crush? <laughs> So what? So so what? So what? It doesn't like you don't enter like a new reality when you get a crush on someone. Right. Like it, you just don't. You're still the same person. Yeah. Like you're still you. Right. You still live on this garbage planet. Right. Like I have a lot of friends who are attractive people who I'm like, you know what? What a beautiful human being. But like, am I about to like tongue down on them? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? And like, and that's not even like a crush thing. So like if your male friend, because this is what Esker is a lady who is a wife. If your male friend gets a crush on you, nothing changes because you don't have a crush on them. Or if you both have crushes on each other, 
It's like, okay, that there might be a problem. And maybe you leave your husband for this person. Like, okay. Whoa. Okay, but let's be real here. Relationships end sometimes and some people cheat with their friends. But that's not because friendship is bad. It's because you cheat with somebody that you're close to and you like your friends. And that's an indi- indicative of a problem in your original relationship. It's not a, that friendship is terrible. Right. Right. <laughs> I can't be friends with anyone of this gender now. Right. Totally. It's not a prescription that you apply to everyone now. Like, if you're going to cheat, you're just going to. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because they said getting emotionally closer to someone. Oh, like emotional cheating, yeah. which is not real. Oh, yeah, like mental cheating. So okay. uh, I mental cheat on my partner all the time with Oscar Isaac and Chris Evans <laughs> and Idris Elba. So much. Like, uh, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I've had dreams before. Yeah. So when people ask about emotional cheating, I'd like you to examine your romantic relationship first because it's like, why are you worried? What are you afraid of? It, it will happen? Is it bad if you're more intimate with a friend than your partner? Then why is that? Is it because it indicates that there is distance between you and your partner and this friendship has filled in the cracks that already exist? That's a problem that has nothing to do with your friend. Right, right. And you know, it is okay to be closer in some ways to your friends. Yeah. And I say this as someone, my, my closest friend is my partner. But like, I went out to drinks with another friend recently and I unloaded on her about uh, some family stuff. Some family stuff that I have not given to my partner. Not because it's secretive, but just because this friend is in the exact same situation. It's like the exact same heavy thing I was going through, this friend has also went through. So I went to her and just like let her have it. And I hadn't unloaded that way to my partner before just because it was foreign to him. Yeah. That wasn't cheating. No. If it was, that's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Uh-oh, I just confessed. I mean, I remember, um, you know, when I had my, uh, oh, we, we've talked a lot about Peter, the worm that lived in the my wormy. digestive tract. I'm pretty sure I told Carlin about the worm, you and Carlin, before I told my partner. Because yeah, I think you told me as it was happening. As it was happening. Because, well, sometimes it's like I would rather talk about weird butt shit with my girlfriends. Oh, girl my God, friends, yes. You know? Exactly. <laughs> that is such a good example. Yeah. Like, and and like, I, it's not that I didn't feel close enough with my partner to talk about what I'm pooping out at the moment. It was just not where we were at that time. Right. Recently... Well, not even recently. This just happens all the time. I had a, a Lyft driver that was saying some things that I found a little icky. Mm-hmm. I texted uh, my two girlfriends because I was like, you know who's immediately going to understand this? Them. And yes. it's not that I, and I did tell my partner too when I got home and he said all the right things and complained with me. But like immediately I was like, I want to talk to my female friends about this because they know. So I think maybe it's, we'll start with where are your bad feelings? Is it that you are hanging out with this person that you sometimes feel more emotionally close to than your husband and you feel icky and bad because you're like, oh, I'm crossing a boundary here. Oh, no, we're too close. We're too close. Okay, start with thinking about why you can't be that intimate and close with your husband. That's so good. And examine why you need to be. Because, you know, everybody's relationship is different. Like maybe your husband is just like your roommate that you fuck. That's okay. <laughs> that's, nice. That's legitimately okay. It's like, on the menu. It's on the menu. The menu has everything on it. But ultimately, and I, I'm not ending this, but if I had to like give an in conclusion, it's a, the problem is very rarely with the new friend. The problem is that your new friend is filling in what you actually wanted. You're looking for love in the wrong places. You know? You're looking for love in a hopeless place. We found love in a hopeless place. So Trin, what you're saying is determine what you're getting from this friend. Yes. And see why, if, if you have it already or if it's lacking with your partner. Yeah. And, and do you care? And is Do you that, care? And, and do you want to fix yeah. that? Do you want to repair that? Do you want to, you know, uh, have the relationship where you are more open about talking about this kind of thing? 
Like I will only ever, <laughs> my friend Carlin, uh, she came over one night a few weeks ago and we talked for seven hours. We talked for seven hours. About what? Just everything. It didn't matter. I will never do that with my partner. <laughs> because, because that's just not what we do. Like, we have very good, deep conversations, you know? But we have very different trauma. Carlin and I have very similar trauma. Right, right, And that's right. how we do. Would I, would I be worried that I'm becoming more emotionally intimate with Carlin than I am with my partner? And I would not worry about that. I've been friends with Carlin far longer than I've ever known him, you know? And I'm not, I'm not worried I'm going to cheat <laughs> with my best friend. And that's the thing. So you determine whether or not that intimacy is missing, whether it's needed. And and I also just remind yourself, most people require a spectrum of relationships to hold up their, their social network. Oh, that is such a good point. You can't get everything from one person, not even your partner. And in, again, like we know we're telling you, oh, it's OK. It's OK. It's OK. But the problem is in you feeling icky. And if you feel icky, something needs to change. And we're not saying drop your friend. We're not saying, like, leave your husband. We're saying figure out what hurts. Figure out what's the icky part. Yes. Listen to the thing that's making you feel, like, uncertain. And then figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's so hard because there's a lot of self-deception, I think, involved when you really love people. Again, we don't actually know what the actual situation is because this is phrased as a hypothetical. But my assumption is that this is coming from a woman who has a very close friend who is a guy who is also very cute, who she's talking to at a level that she hasn't been talking to with her husband. And, and if that feels icky, then that is actually a problem that you need to work with your partner with. Can they all be friends? I mean, yeah, they could all kiss, too, if they wanted. Ooh. Like, okay, again, Love we, it. we'd like to remind you. This how, sounds like a great fanfic I would read. There's only one bed, Jen. Oh, I love that cliche. There's only one bed. It's my favorite cliche. And there's only one pair of pajamas. So one of them has to wear the pants. One of them has to wear the shirt. And the last one. Nike. Yep. My other favorite cliche in like all of fanfic or really all of media, all of fiction, is when uh, one of the one of the players involved ends up in the hospital and then they open their eyes in the bed and they look over and the love of their life is like sleeping in the chair like they've been there all night. Yeah. Love that cliche. Love it. But this is not fanfic. And, and you're not getting warm, squishy feelings from this. You're getting icky feelings. So is this the conclusion time? I think you're right. The feelings you're getting are, wow, it's so cool to have a friend that's not my partner that I can talk to. Yes. Your feelings are, oh. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing that I think that most people don't know is that this can work. You can feel emotionally close to somebody else who is not your partner and it will feel fine and it will feel okay. It is totally normal. Yeah. And you would not ask us this question at all because it would just feel fine. Unless you were like 12. Yeah. And, and, and you're getting a lot of confusing messages about girls and ladies and guys right. being friends. If you're 12, that's fine. But maybe like get off the internet. Don't listen to the rest of the show. Right. But like you are uh, experiencing a feeling that is not new. A lot of people have felt this. People have marriages and have friends. It is, it is weird, but it is true. And we don't want you to think we're talking down to you because this is a serious problem that hurts people. It makes you feel icky. makes you feel bad. So just nail down what you think is wrong with your partner, what you think is wrong with your friendship, and just work from there. And don't feel too guilty about loving more than one person. Love it. Is that the whole podcast? I think it is. I, guess I could it, use some lunch. Oh, I could use it. I was just it. blowing through nap time. Nah. Okay, do the thing. No, I'm too tired. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, try it. 
try it as if I won't nail it. I, n- I very I'm rarely. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to get it. I was going to say, I never remember. I keep on. I always ask you, what did I forget? Thank you to Ian for editing. Yes. This is a lot of order. Thank oh. you to Ian Parman for editing. Yes. Thank you to Alex Cox for being our audio daddy. Yes. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Yes. Thank you to Molly Lewis yes. for singing. If you want to send us a question, email us at friendshippingpodcast.gmail.com. If you want to tweet at us for some godforsaken reason, yes. reason uh, do friendship. Yes. And if you want to follow Trin, Trin and Tonic. If you want to follow Jen, Jen Dangerous. If I've you never want, done If that. you want to follow, just going with it. If you want to follow the Orange Disaster, it's Boog, Boogers the Cat. Boogers the Cat. If you want to if buy you, our shit, uh, thefriendshippingstore.com. I never remember this. Uh, uh, if you want to follow Molly Lewis, she's at Molly23. <laughs> if you want to follow uh, Sopan Dev, uh, you, you can at Sopan Dev. I just, I was like. If you want to follow uh, Barack Obama on Twitter, his new handle is uh, <laughs> Barack Obama, incidentally. If um, you want to follow Jimmy Eat World, there it's just at Jimmy Eat World. If you want to unfollow anyone, maybe Lena Dunham. <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> and thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. It's not over, though, because we have to tell them where to send us questions. Oh, my God. I've left out a huge chunk. God. It's okay. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. You, we can save it. We can save it. Go. Just, okay. We get, okay. I'm coming okay. back. I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 